Uh-oh. I'm back. This is Tom with another episode of Tom's Modern Life, back after a year. And what a year it's been. 2020 must be one of the worst years in history. Prior to that, we thought losing beloved celebrities was bad. And then we all got locked down because of coronavirus. Uh, But things are great for me now. And that's what I want to talk about. This podcast is how to finally turn your life around. Why? Because I figured it out. I cracked it. Everything I was trying to, to work out before and things I was moaning about in the first podcast, these things I've now found the solution to. And that's what I want to share with you. Or at least give you some tips and advice on how you can improve your quality of life, be it passion, purpose, business, adventure, whatever you're trying to find, hopefully some of these tips will help you do that. But I'm going to talk about it from my experience over the last 12 months, and hopefully you can get some insight into exactly what I did if you want to do that, or figure your own path out. So, first of all, where have I been? It's been 12 months since I've recorded the last podcast with Ed on finance. The reason that I stopped was twofold. The first reason is coronavirus. The second reason is that my brother passed away. And I didn't really feel like I was ready to turn up uh, or show up again in the world at that time. So I thought I'll take a break and then that You know, we went into coronavirus lockdown and that break got longer and longer and I figured that I just needed some time away. But now I'm ready to be back with you lovely people. So I'm going to start with how my life has changed. Now, we're not going to talk about the fact that we're in lockdown because we're all going through lockdown. But what that meant for me was that as a self-employed personal trainer who worked solely in person with clients... All of my income was suddenly removed. And yes, I probably could have pivoted into an online model where I coach people through Zoom, but I don't enjoy that way of working. And I don't think my clients would have got the most out of it either, especially as right at the start, none of them had equipment. So I didn't see that as a viable option and in all honesty I'd been trying to change my career at that time. I kind of saw it as a clean break and it was a good chance for me to really take stock of things and figure out exactly how I was going to get to where I want to go. I'd set goals for myself in the past as that I wanted to work in marketing or create um, sports apparel uh, but work within that fitness industry environment. I had to figure out a way to earn money during a national lockdown that helped me get towards that goal. So I started to do branding and marketing freelance for fitness businesses. I was applying for jobs all throughout lockdown, but you know, I've got a a database of a hundred job applications and you know, a lot of them said rejection some of them were you know first interview but generally it was rejection so I knew that it might take a long time for me to get there so I was freelance uh, or consulting for small businesses within the fitness industry 
to help them improve their brand image, messaging, connect with their consumers, um, bring in more clients, doing all the kind of marketing stuff that goes along with, you know, bringing in business. And I love doing that. And it's something that I'm, I'm really good at. And that all came from my own learning. So I'd already been reading books and doing courses and watching all the lectures on YouTube and practicing that. But I really stepped it up. Um, you know, it became my job to learn branding and marketing during the day. And then when I wasn't learning, I was doing it for somebody else and they were paying me. So that's how I managed to keep some money coming in through lockdown. I also had quite a significant uh, back injury. My lower back um, injured it rowing and then it sort of healed and then I re-injured it um, picking somebody up. And that was a really bad injury where I couldn't stand up properly for six months. I, I was lying on the floor. I couldn't pick up my son. So I had that to deal with as well. Um, so things were tough for a while. But then in August, I got a phone call from Gymshark. And Gymshark, for those who don't know, is a sports apparel brand based in the UK. I'd previously interviewed with them before and hadn't got it and it had gone to somebody else and they phoned me up and said are you still interested in these positions and I said absolutely I'm still interested so they said okay well we'll we'll give you a ring on this day video call so just you know be ready and you'll chat to the team who had met before uh, so I was all set and ready to do you know this another interview Basically, I realized that obviously they must have another position opening up. So prepare myself for an interview. And they basically answered the call and said, hi, would you like to start work for us? And when can you start? And I said, absolutely over the moon, delighted uh, product marketing manager. So exactly where I want to be and what I want to do. Now, this has changed my life in more ways than I can tell you. It's made me realize that I was always good enough and it's given me a sense of purpose and given me a team to be a part of. It's given me stability financially and, you know, career-wise, I can see a career path for myself. It's made me a more positive person. It's made me more focused, more determined. These are all things that I had before but it's just been kind of reaffirmed by getting this job. It's a great company, a great culture, and I can't say enough good things about it. But what I want to talk about is how I got there. Um, this is the important thing. Like that was the that was a culmination of I'd say at least eighteen months of work, like focused work, probably two years of this is what I'm going to do, and I want to tell you how I started, how I got there, and how you can use the same tactics to get wherever you want to go. So I've identified five key areas that I think were the real sort of big rocks that helped me to get this amazing job and totally turn my life around. And the first one is you have to decide you want to make a massive change. You have to buy into the idea 
that you are going to make a huge change and this is going to change your life and it's going to be uncomfortable at times. We get way too comfortable being in pain or unhappy because it's easier to deal with a familiar pain than the discomfort or fear of not knowing what's coming, of trying and potentially failing. But that's the issue, is that you then don't try because you're like, nah, I'm unhappy, but I know what this feels like. So you you basically end up in this homeostasis of, this isn't a good place for me, but I know it, rather than what's ahead of me could be really, really good or could be another kind of pain, and I'm not taking that risk. So with, without any risk, there's no chance for success. So you have to decide that you're going to make a big change and you're going to go for it. Just say it. This is what I'm going to do. I'm taking action. It starts now. But the second point, and I think this is the thing that when I figured it out, I was like, that's it. I've cracked it now. You need to just choose one thing and go for it because I was the king of hedging my bets or having a plan B, C, D, and never fully committing to something for the same reason as number one, as if I try this and it doesn't work out, that'll be painful or uncomfortable. So I better just have this as a backup and this as a backup. And then when you do that, you never give your your whole effort to anything. So you have to just pick one thing and you won't know if it's right. But the answer to that really is, Whatever you pick is right. You have to just pick one thing and go for it. And if you just keep going, you will make it. But if you pick three things or you just don't pick anything at all, you never get any of them. So pick one thing. And this is the whole find your passion um, issue. Is that when you say find your passion, it implies that there is something you're passionate about you don't know about. That's not true. Passion is something that you create by getting good at something enjoying it and reaping the rewards from it. That's what you get passionate about. You could pick literally anything and if you got really good at it, you'd start to get passionate about it, especially if people are paying you money to do it. So stop thinking of passion as something that's undiscovered that you have and think of it as something you will create by doing. So you just pick one thing and go for it. For me, it was marketing. I went, that's it. Marketing, stop thinking about everything else. You're going to be a marketer. Then, obviously, there's a wide scope of what kind of marketing, where I do this marketing, but I just picked marketing and went all in on it. And look what happened. That's what I got. So pick what you're going to do and just stick to it. Point number three. You have to believe that you're going to succeed at this. Self-belief is key. It might help if you reach out to somebody who's already doing it and ask them if they think you can do it. And chances are, they'll say, yes, of course you can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. I am a personal trainer who just decided he wanted to go into marketing in the fitness industry, learned it, and I now work for a company worth over a billion dollars. I can do it, you can do it. If you need somebody to tell you you can do it, This is me telling you, you can definitely do it. You can learn anything. Anything that can be learned can be taught. So therefore, somebody can teach you to do it. But it's easier, just go and learn it yourself. So you have to believe that you can do this. 
Start with self-talk. Get rid of your negative self-talk. When you call yourself stupid or an idiot or you say things like, I can't do that. I'm not good at doing that. You've got to change that mindset because that implies that you are born with the abilities to do certain things and the inability to do certain things, which again isn't true. Taxi drivers don't know every road in London. They learn it and they physically grow the hippocampus part of their brain, which is where your memories are stored. They grow it by practicing. You can learn anything. You just have to keep practicing. So teach yourself how to believe in yourself, in self-talk, in visualization. Imagine yourself being successful. Imagine yourself in the job you want to be. Look at the people who are doing it and realize that they are the same as you. They're not experts. They're not born with anything different. They're just people who happened to work at that skill for a while, believed that they could do it, or just didn't believe they couldn't do it. They probably just went, I'm going to try this. And you know what? When you do that, it works out. When you tell yourself you can't do it, you're right. So you have to believe that you can. Point number four is that you have to put yourself out there. Don't hide away until things are perfect or you're ready. You're ready now. My best advice would be to get yourself on social media or LinkedIn, job applications. If, if it's a job you're trying to get, get on LinkedIn, connect with the people who already work in that industry. And I would say, don't just message people Connect with them and then learn about the thing you're trying to do and post about it. Start discussions with these people. Nobody likes getting random DMs being like, hey man, can I get a job at your company? But if you put something out there, some interesting talking point, something you've seen in your industry, some way to improve your skill set for that industry, put it on LinkedIn, then maybe tag a couple of these people in the comments and say, would love to hear your thoughts. People will probably comment because people like to feel important. When they see something on LinkedIn that they either agree with or disagree with, they'll either tell you, yeah, I knew that, or they'll say, you're talking shit. And either way, it doesn't matter because they're engaging with your content. If you're a personal trainer who wants to become a marketer, don't go on LinkedIn and post about fat loss. Post about marketing. It doesn't matter what you're currently doing if you've got to project this image to other people and to yourself that you are this person you don't get a job as a marketer being a pt you get a job as a marketer being a marketer they don't know that you've done 10 years you know fitness coaching or whatever and they don't care they only care about what value you bring as a marketer at that time so you have to put yourself out there as the person that you're trying to be and that you're going to be so post online, send messages to people offering to help them rather than asking them for something. Give them something first before you ask. And then the third point to that is you have to apply for jobs. It's so funny the amount of people that message me at my new job asking if I have jobs and saying, have you checked the careers board? Have you applied for any of them? on the Like there are jobs on the website. There are jobs on the LinkedIn board. Have you applied to any of them? They go, no. Like, well, probably start by seeing if there's a job there that you might want to go for. And then, yes, maybe I can put in a good word for you. But people seem 
afraid to apply for jobs and I think it's because they don't believe that they can get the job and it's almost like a, I kind of want you to it, it's trying to avoid the process I want you to give me a job without me actually having to do any work for this which obviously isn't the way it works you have to go through the job process the application process so put yourself out into the world as whichever professional you want to be and then ask for those jobs by applying for them And point number five is on the fear of rejection. So you've got to gamify failure. What I mean by that is you've got to make a game out of failure and rejection. You've got to think that every time you get turned down for a job you applied for or your client doesn't sign up with you, that doesn't mean you're a failure. It means you've learned a way not to do something in future. Let's say to get a job, you have to get 150 rejections. Every rejection you get is one of those ticked off. You're one rejection closer to getting the job. And the way you do that is by learning from each rejection. So you get 150 times better. You try and get feedback from each one and use that for your deliberate practice for future. So you use it as a way to improve yourself. If you didn't get a sale with a client, ask them why they didn't sign up. Ask them if they'd be happy to just say what they didn't find attractive about your offer. And even if they don't want to discuss that, look back at it yourself. Zoom out of that conversation. Imagine you're the third person in the room and watch yourself during that consultation and say, where did I lose them? Or where did I not hook them? And then just just think about how you how you looked and seemed to that client and why maybe they didn't want to buy from you. Something went wrong in that process and it's just a case of analysis, review, and then, okay, well, next time I'm going to try this. But you have to enjoy that process and actually learn to love the failure because all that does is make you better as long as you do the work from there, you learn something from it. But when I started to apply for jobs, I would apply for them with a smile on my face, often thinking, I'm not going to get this, but I'm going to learn something from it. So then I knew my ultimate goal was going to be, let's say, marketing manager at a sports company. So every time I got a rejection or didn't get asked in for an interview or whatever, I was like, great, that's another one off the list but I'm going to get there. And then when I didn't get the Gymshark job the first time round, I was disappointed briefly that I didn't get it that point, but then I was like, but I'm still going to get it. Whether it's with them or whether it's with somebody else, I'm still going to get this. And at that point, you could not have told me otherwise. And my friends would say, like, you're so focused and determined on this, like, you've, you just won't stop. I was like, well, if I stop, I've got nothing. I've still got nothing. I've only got everything to gain from this and I feel like I'm almost there. There are two great books I read, one by Stephen Pressfield called The War of Art and the other by Seth Godin called The Dip. And they describe roughly the same thing. So Stephen Pressfield refers to this as the resistance. The resistance is the fear you feel before putting something out or doing something when your brain's like, oh, I don't want to do this, it's uncomfortable. Resistance is your brain being like, stay where you are it's safe here and you have to fight through that 
to get anything you want in life or to succeed. Success is on the other side of resistance. So believing that that is actually a positive thing will help you get anywhere. Whenever you feel that resistance, know that you're on the right path because that's the path to growth. And the dip refers to that point where you, you've been working at something for a while and then you just want to give up. It's that, this isn't working, I'm going to give up. You've been going, 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 going. The dip is where that energy and, and effort drops. But the dip is followed by a sharp incline. The dip is the bit that you, when you get there, you have to start running because there's going to be a steep uphill afterwards and that's you getting exactly where you want to be. That's you getting up the mountain. But it's always on the other side of the dip. And it always happens. Everybody who thinks about giving up and doesn't succeeds and then says, you know what? It was the point just after I thought about giving up that everything went right. That resistance where you think, nah, I'm just going to stop. This is it. As soon as you push through that, that's where success is. So you've got to push through that. Learn to love losing, but use it to your advantage. So where do you start now? Where's the first place to start? In my opinion, the best thing you can do for yourself is to start believing in yourself. You've got to get rid of your negative self-talk and replace that with positive self-talk or even just neutral, just removing the negative. So whenever you catch yourself saying I can't or I'm not good at or I'm an idiot or I'm stupid or thinking about things that you did in the past that didn't work, pause, ask yourself, is this really true? And then the answer will obviously be no, you're not an idiot. You're not a failure, but you have to stop thinking these thoughts and replace them with, no, I can do these things and I will be this or I am this. So change your change your self-image through your self-talk. And the second point is you have to make that decision that you're going to change. You have to decide you're going to change and that you want to change and that the reason you're changing is because it's going to make your life better. It's going to make you happier. It's going to make the people around you happier. People want to be around positive people. Be the positive person that everyone wants to be around. Be happy for yourself. Be happy for other people. But you have to decide that that's what you're going to do. You're going to make this change and you're going to embrace everything that comes with it. It might be uncomfortable at times, but ultimately it's going to pay off. Choose something. Stick to it. Believe in yourself. You're going to get there. That's how to turn your life around. Thank you very much for listening. It's been a pleasure to be back. Really enjoyed this. I hope you have enjoyed as listening as well. I'd love to hear your feedback. I only want to get better at this. I only want to help more people. I want other people to do what I did. I want other people to feel the change that I have. I want you to be happy and positive and enjoy your life. I want you to create the best life for yourself. So if I can help you in any way do that, I'd love to be a part of it. Message me on Instagram at Tom Wright now. So Tom, W-R-I-G-H-T, my surname, now. Love to hear your thoughts from this podcast and help you with anything that I can. Have a great week. Enjoy yourself. I'll speak to you soon.